Settle down, settle down. We're already lacking in the amount of time we should have for today's lesson, so let's get right to it, shall we? Last week, though it may not have seemed like it, I taught you the fundamentals of magic. I taught you what it takes to learn it. Pyrokinesis is only the simplest, yet visually most dramatic magical entity which you'll be learning here. Today, I want to introduce you to magical application and the history of our peers. I say our peers because though I may know more than you, I am but one magician. You've been living in a time and place that hasn't seen magic in millennia, and I'm here to change that. It's my destiny. <laughs> it's our destiny. Most magicians learn at an early age who they are and what they can do. And most are limited to just a handful of magical talents they've been imbued with by our creators. Now when I say that, make no mistake, I do not mean the creators of humanity. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. I instead refer to the people who started the Inquisition, an event from even my own history that led to the gift of magic itself. For today's purposes, let me skip over the details of our history and tell you how I came to find myself in your time. Let me gloss over the magistry and simply tell you there was a war between magicians. Let me gloss over countless lives lost, not out of callousness or any sort of malicious intent, and simply tell you it was hell for each and every one of us. Let me instead tell you that my own talent was precognition. I could see into the future, glimpses of what was to come. Let me tell you that such a talent is incredibly rare. And should you gain any sort of precognition, the world itself will be certain to fundamentally change due to the rise and fall of real-life heroes and villains, one of which you would certainly become. For now, let's gloss over all of this and simply know one thing. The future I saw required unity and peace, as do all good futures. It required the combination of skills of every magician, no less would do. Because of the war, our world was weak, the magistry was losing control, and all hell was breaking loose. Still, it was nothing like what I saw coming. Nobody believed me. Nobody ever believes us when we speak of the future, whether we tell them the greatest or worst things are to come. <sighs> well, folks, you, like myself, are here to inspire the former. Together, we can create a future none believed possible, a figurative heaven on Earth. With no hope, and nobody even caring to listen, not even the magistry itself, I had one option. I had to master every form of magic. I had to figure out a way to conjure magic itself. 
I had to reach into another time and place magic there. Still, that itself would not be enough. I would need a place to focus that magic. And magic is useless without a target. And for that, I needed a person I could trust. This meant necromancy. Not just any necromancy, but to truly know I could trust the person, I needed to master self-actualized necromancy. A feat that even in my time hadn't been achieved in over 300 years. I thus needed a preservation spell to ensure my body would not be destroyed, and as a backup for the worst case scenario, I needed a physical reconfiguration spell. As a guarantee I would not be moved somehow, I needed a cloak that would last through the ages. Suffice it to say, I needed more than simply precognition. Yet, I found myself in the midst of a brutal and completely inhumane war. Which led me to one last conclusion. I needed to make myself not just a target for magicians when they had the time to come attack me. I needed to make myself the enemy of all magicians. I needed to be their unified target. The greatest enemy they had ever known. This was an easier task than you might think. <laughs> ah, though it is more complicated to understand than I can possibly say in the short time we have today, let me plainly state, when you are the target of magic, you absorb it, but only if it gets through, if you allow it to get through. Should you allow the magic to affect you, there is the potential to turn it around and affect it. A link between two magicians works both ways. So when I attacked one magician, I knew I could simply trap his power within me. I would have two options. I could return it in a blast of whatever power he used against me, fueling it with my own skills to deal more damage. Or I could keep it. This is what makes dueling magicians so utterly and catastrophically dangerous. There are methods to defend yourself and your magic from being stolen, and that is your current lesson. Today, I simply intend to teach you how to protect your own magic, and that is done through magical binding. During our last lesson, I taught you about repetition, about understanding exactly what is going on in front of you, and accepting it as truth, even when you know it will only become true because you believe it. Let me speak a little more on that point, because for this, you will need a firmer grasp. Instead of speaking on magic, let me speak on science. Let me speak on quantum mechanics, which tells us that we as observers actually have an impact on the world around us based on nothing more than simply observing. The fact that we exist changes how things happen around us. It changes the atomic function. It changes the energy. And it changes us humans. This is not just 
the misunderstood root of the universe, it is also the very fabric of belief. When people speak of belief, it is most often understood as something intangible, something we cannot manipulate. But the truth is, belief is one of the most vulnerable parts of humanity. This is why we defend it so steadily. I want you to think back to a time when you disagreed with somebody on something like politics, something that hits true to the core of what we believe. Have you ever considered the fact that when our political beliefs are under attack, more often than not, we react as though we ourselves are under attack? Have you ever considered the idea that maybe, just maybe, our belief is more than what we think and what we feel? It is. The strength of our belief is the strength of our impact on the world. So when you leave this lesson, I want you to sit down and look internally. I want you to gaze upon everything inside of you, past your skin, past your organs, and past your bones, and take a good, hard look into your beliefs and the power of them. Pick a belief. Analyze it. Ask yourself at least five questions about this belief. If you need help, think back to grade school and the five W's. What do I believe about blank? Why do I believe this? When did I begin to believe this? Who taught me this? Where was I when I first came to believe this? Answer these questions and think of more. Ask yourself absolutely everything you can about this individual belief. And then, find another belief you hold dear inside your heart and answer the same questions. Then comes the most important part. I want you to consider alternative beliefs. I want you to consider the opposite of what you believe, and I want you to consider a compromise. Multiple compromises if you can. I want you to think of perspectives that may not even be on this spectrum that you've just built, and I want you to consider them as well. The strength of our belief comes from our understanding not only of it, but of the alternatives. The strength of our magic is directly tied to the strength of our beliefs. You must be open to changing your belief. You must be open to coming to a belief that you can hold stronger and truer to. It may seem wise to create beliefs and use them as armor, but the harder you cling to one single belief, the less you allow yourself to entertain the idea of others, the more like glass it becomes. It may be solid, but it may also shatter when under attack. Your goal with this lesson is to make your belief system as fluid as possible. Glass may shatter, but water never will. And please don't tell me it will if you freeze it. Ice is not water. They're fundamentally different, just as each of your beliefs will be with any luck. Speaking of luck, we're out of time. 
So I'd like to simply say, good luck with this. It is one of the hardest lessons any magician will ever have to learn. And may we all have the luck required to master it. We will need it. <laughs>